الرحیم نحمد و نسلی رسول الکریم الحمد للہ جنائب از دا فورٹینتھ آف آگسٹ ان دا ایئر ٹو تھاؤزینڈ اینڈ ٹوینٹی تھری الحمد ڈسکسنگ And the last thing I mentioned was a very informative report. In Ibn Adi, in his Al-Qamil, Abu Nu'im Al-Hilya, Imam Ghazali, in his Ikhya, in which our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Destiny is a secret of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not disclose it. Destiny is a secret of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not, I attempt to disclose it. So in this report, the Qadr, the Qadr and Qadr of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet described it as a secret. So if something is secret, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would say, do not disclose it. So how do we look at this? If you look at another report, our beloved messenger said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not want to be disobeyed, he would then not have created shaitan. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not want to be disobeyed, he would then not have created shaitan. This is in Behaki Bazaar. And Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullahi stated sahih in As-Sahihah number 1642. So what does this mean? Subhanallah. How amazing that our loving Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala literally willed evil, evil into existence. Think about that. He willed, it was his wish, subhanahu wa ta'ala, that evil appears. So now what's interesting, you've got to look at shaitan. So shaitan, what we know about him, is that initially he was very pious. You know, famous narratives. He grew up with the angels. He learned from the angels. He eventually started teaching the angels. What had Allah Ta'ala decreed? He had decreed that this creation is the means to sin. I am willing sin into existence. Did that will manifest immediately? No. At a certain stage, you're thinking this is one of the greatest pious creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, Ayy, Azazir. That's, that's his real name. But Allah ta'ala always knew that this would be the instrument to evil. And what happened? When he fatally slipped, Shaitan, what cardinal sin did he breach? When Allah the Almighty and Glorious asked him, why did you not bow to the one I ordered to bow or prostrate? What did he say? I'm better than him. And in another report he said, because you misguided me. So what were the cardinal breaches of shaitan? First was, he was the first racist. I'm better than him. Nothing to do with character, piety, just the substance. Secondly, he blamed shaitan. Uh, sorry, he blamed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Think about that. So evil came into existence. That was the divine will. Allah wanted evil to come into existence. So how do we look at this? If evil was the divine will, should we be happy over it? Those, we are fully happy and content with his will. But at the same time, we grieve over our sins. And we never attribute them to him. Glorified and exalted be he. Think about it. If somebody says to you, and he's actually made a point, he might be joking, he might be you know, acting silly. Allah Ta'ala will for me to sin. So our response is, we are happy with the decree of Allah. We have to be, it's his will. We are happy, we are content with his will. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. However, we still grieve over the sins and we will never attribute them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So for instance, consider a famous report. In Sayyid Muslim, number 6620, Tirmidhi, number 3539, Hassan Gharib, Abu Sirma, rahmatullahi he read, When death reached Sayyidina Abu Ayyub al-Ansari, he said, I have concealed something that I heard from Rasulullah from you, I for fear that you would misunderstand it. I heard Rasulullah say, if you did not sin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would create a creation that would sin, so he would forgive them. Let us look at this. So Abu Ayyub, very famous companion of the Prophet he was the famous host of the Prophet his cousin from the Banu An-Najjar. His virtues are endless. He's on his deathbed. And imagine, he refused to narrate this hadith. But now he's on his deathbed, he goes, I have to relate it. Now why did he do that? There's a lesson in that. The lesson there is, you must be very careful what you relate. Some people may not have the capacity to understand what you're saying. So therefore, it's dangerous to relate. He left it till his deathbed. Meaning this is very easily misunderstood. Because I heard Rasulullah say, If you did not sin, who's you? The jinn and the human beings. Allah the Almighty would create a creation that would sin. So he would forgive them. So looking at this very superficially, we now know why Allah Ta'ala willed sin. Because he wanted to forgive. The Prophet said it. He wants to forgive. He loves to forgive. Think about the things we love to do. Imagine. Sometimes we love to do good, which is a good thing. Sometimes sadly we love to do evil, which is a bad thing. Somebody asks you, what does Allah Ta'ala love? His heart starts turning around. He goes, what, what sort of a question is that? He goes, just give me. He loves to forgive. Think about that. How great is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But who do you forgive? You don't forgive the righteous. You forgive the sinner. So he loves to forgive sinners. What does that tell you? Right? That tells you how merciful he is. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And hypothetically, Let's say we all stop sinning. So from our perspective, fantastic. 
But the Hadith says Allah Ta'ala would then create another creation. They would sin, He would forgive them, meaning I want to forgive. In a slightly different report, Abu Ayyub Radiallahu relates that our beloved messenger said Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in Sayyid Muslim number 6621 If you were not to commit sins, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have swept you out of existence and would have replaced you by another people who would commit them and then ask forgiveness from Allah and he would then have granted them pardon. So exactly the same, slightly word, slight word change. So now why did Abu Ayyub refuse to relate this hadith? He was on his deathbed, he goes, I've got to tell you now. The reason for withholding this hadith by this great companion, Radiyallahu, was obvious. Because the ignorant ones would then erroneously think that Allah the Almighty and Glorious loves sins and would thus then thereupon ignorantly increase in sin, thinking that Allah Ta'ala loves this and then ask forgiveness. But of course, this is certainly not the case. It simply means that repentance is something unique to the jinn and the children of Adam. The angels are sinless. Thus, this is one of the main reasons why we were created. Thus, it is a most beloved deed to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So how many times have I mentioned this? If you love someone, what's one of the things that you love to do for that person you love? You love to please them. So you love your mother. And why do we love to please our mother? Because that's an act of love. You love your father, you do the same. What about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We're supposed to love him more than everything. So how can we please him? He's the possessor of honor and glory. We please him no more in a greater manner than when we repent. How do we know? In Imam Ahmad's Musnad, our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, if the servant offers a sincere repentance, then Allah the Almighty becomes so pleased. He makes the recording angels forget his sins. He makes the land and the creatures also forget they had witnessed the sins. Thus he comes on the day of judgment without any witness that he had committed any sin at all. So let's look at this. So think of sins, I don't know any. So a person's, uh, he's knocking a bike. <laughs> right? You know, he's having a jar every day, every, every night. So he's been doing that for 30 years, so let's say 40 years, 50 years. He repents. Look what's happened now. Think about this. His recording angels, they have memory loss. They now think he's never ever drank. It's not in their records. The earth gets memory loss. No, he never, he never, I, I never saw him drink. Flies on the wall have memory loss. The only two who remembered it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you. Why does Allah Ta'ala do that? Isn't it enough that he just forgives? Bring the record. I've forgiven it, he repented. He loves it so much that he instantly shows it in the world. Instantly. 
Like one of the scholars said, we're only one minute away from being oliyas. And yet we're dragging our feet. Think about that. For you to become an oliyah, how easy is it? Repent. And he goes, repent from what, brother? <laughs> repent from your sins? And you go, oh, I can't do that, brother. Well, there you go then, isn't it? It's become a mountain for you. But if you repent, everything forgets. In fact, people will look at you on the day of judgment thinking this was a saint. And you were far from it. How pleasing is it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? It's a very interesting hadith. The hadith is in Sayyid Muslim. I'm giving the meaning. The Prophet said, Allah the Almighty becomes so pleased with a sincere repentance that one of you who are on a journey through a desert, he has his camel and he has his, you know, his water, his rizq. He takes a rest under a a tree. And when he awakens, his camel is lost. He's in the middle of the desert. He can't make his way back. He can't go forward. He goes, it's over. <laughs> and then he goes, he gets his shroud out thinking, I'm also shroud myself so people can at least bury me. But when he has given up all hope, suddenly the camel emerges. And then he's so ecstatic, the Prophet said, he gets his words wrong. He says, Oh Allah, you are my servant. I am your Lord. The Prophet said, Allah becomes more happier than that man when you repent. Allahu. Allah becomes more happier than that man when you repent. So let me ask you a question. It's not possible to be more happier than that man. He thought, I'm dead. And all of a sudden, he's got life. You know, you can't give a great gift back to a person. Guess what? There's something that can make Allah even more happier than that man. What? When you repent. Now, why is Allah getting happy? I understand me getting happy. I've repented. Why is he getting happy? Because he loves you. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Think about that. You know, he doesn't benefit. You know, how is it benefiting him? That's why he's created us. So when you're sinning, we don't despair. We just think this is the avenue through which Allah can make him so happy. And Shaitan, imagine all the hard work he did. <laughs> you know, first got you hooked on it. In the next minute, 30, 40 years, you know, boogieing away, right? And then all of a sudden, that's it, over time. Shaitan goes, oh, my life, work on that then. And on top of it, Allah is too pleased with that person. So what's interesting? Who cannot repent? The angels. They can't sin. So you are now actually doing a deed that even angels don't do. So imagine if somebody asks you that question. You're special, you brother. How am I special? I'm right, Shaitan. You know, I'm just saying that you're special. Because you've got something in your power that even Jibreel hasn't got. Allah said, those next man, you think, what are you talking about, brother? He goes, who am I? Who is Jibreel? He goes, no, I'm just saying. You've got something, you've got some power that even he hasn't got. What's that then? Repent. And he goes, what's he going to repent from? <laughs> the prophets, do they repent? From what? They did repent, but that was to teach us. <laughs> ya Allah, forgive me. Ya Allah, have mercy on me. Ya Allah, this and that. That's to teach us. So when we repent, now look how strange. 
is probably the greatest weapon we've got. We don't use it. Imagine, no, no, I'll, I'll increase in my deeds, brothers. Don't talk about Tawbah. I'm not ready yet. I'll increase in my you know, deeds. I'll do more good deeds. And he goes, brother, look, you're not going to use that weapon. And your deathbed, when it's too late. Ya Allah, I repent now. But you're dead. Right? So note, think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're pleasing Him. Forget about anybody else. The first point of call is to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what does Allah Ta'ala say in the Quran? In Surah Tahrim, Surah 66, verse 8, Allah the Almighty and Glorious, He says, O the Bilal, Mishra Rajim, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu tubu ilallahi tawbatan nasuha asa labbukum ayyukaffir ankum sayyatikum wa yudkhilakum jannatin tajri min tahtiha al-anhar O you who believe, repent to your Lord with a sincere repentance so that your Lord will remove from you your sins and admit you to gardens underneath which rivers flow. <laughs> Allah Ta'ala adds something. If you do a tawbatun nasuha, forgiveness is not enough. Paradise is yours. <laughs> I will give you paradise. So now, you got to be careful. Shaitan is <coughs> not stupid. So shaitan will put this into your head. You can't do tawbah. So then look how interesting, you have a little conversation with him, you know, why can't I do Toba? <laughs> because you're going to go back to the sin, you're going to do it again. So you're doing Toba for. <laughs> so in that situation, what do you do? You know you're going to go back to the sin. So here, another weapon is given to you. Istighfar. Istighfar is seeking forgiveness, but you're not doing Toba. That is also beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala has given you two weapons. One is the Uzi and the other is a pistol, right? The pistol is istighfar. Right? So you ask forgiveness. Ya Allah, do it again, forgive me. Allah Ta'ala forgives. The Prophet said, seek forgiveness until shaitan gets tired. <laughs> what does that mean? Allah Ta'ala doesn't get tired. Ya Allah, forgive me. I've forgiven you. Ya Allah, Million times you committed the sin. Ya Allah, forgive me. I've forgiven you. In Bukhari Sharif, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Allah Ta'ala says, as long as he keeps asking, I will forgive him. So that's istighfar. But the crowning deed is tawbah. You ask forgiveness. Now another thing to help you do tawbah. People need help in it. Another help for you to do tawbah is this. Now this is pure iman. You have to experience this. I'm going to mention it. I can't explain it. You have to do it to get and understand this hadith. In Imam Ahmad and Abu Nu'im al-Hiliya Sayyid hadith, the Prophet said, whoever gives up something for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will give him something better in its place. That's another gift. So if you give up something, it's hard. I'm doing tawbah. Yeah, I'm never going to go back to it. Somebody goes, are you ready to take that step? Is yeah, you know why? Because I firmly believe 110% Allah Ta'ala is going to give me something better than it. So it's easy to get rid of it. How do you know? I believe the Prophet said it. It's Iman. So when you're actually doing Tawbah, you're not actually giving anything up. Let me put it in 
worldly sense. You know what I'm talking about. Brother, give five in sadaqah. Why? You get 50 pound bike. Next minute. There you go, brother. Right? Which person is going to start thinking about it? Right? Do I get 50 pound bike? Yes, you look in my hand. Give it. There you go. Which person goes, oh, I'm not ready, brother. You have five pound. You too much. Right? There's something wrong with you, mate. There's something wrong with your brain. Allah the last promised it. Sins are given. Sins completely wiped out of the memory of the creation. Paradise is yours. Not enough. I'm going to give you something better. So now let me give you an example. So you understand what do you get better. It's not what you want. <laughs> so don't start doing this. Hmm. I'm going to do Toba. Allah Ta'ala is going to give me a house and door. Right? There's no one like that. Allah Ta'ala will give you something better. <laughs> so let me explain. The hadith is in Behaki and Shu'abul Iman. There was, two, there was two scholars, I won't mention the names, two scholars. And they heard this hadith. They goes, is it authentic? He goes, yes. He goes, right, let's go to the saint. And there was a saint. And this saint had nothing. He just lived in a hole. So they went to him, knocked, asked permission. They entered. He had absolutely nothing. He was sleeping on the floor. So they were thinking, how can the hadith be true? He's given up so much. He's got nothing. So the proof is, look, it can't be a true hadith. So anyway, the saint wakes up. He goes, what you what, what are you discussing? <laughs> so they go, Sheikh, this is a hadith. I'm just asking you, is it authentic? Because what hadith? He goes, Rasulullah said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, if you give up something for Allah's pleasure, he will give you something better. He goes, yes, that's authentic. So the two scholars looked at each other. And then the saint went, oh, am I confusing you? <laughs> And they looked at each other, they went, they goes, Sheikh, you know, what have you got? <laughs> you know, you've got nothing. And look what he said. I've got such happiness and contentment in my heart that you all can't see. <laughs> because I'm happy in this condition. <laughs> because there's nobody more wealthy and more happier than me. <laughs> so what did Allah Ta'ala give that saint? He gave him that treasure, which people can't get even with millions and billions of pounds. You see him? They don't Prozac, this, Prozac, Trizac, Trizac, Tic Tac, right? And he goes, he can't go to sleep, right? Valve falling out, I've got to go to Turkey to put a hair transplant on. What's happened here, brother, right? Because I don't know, I've got everything, but I, I, I need tablets. He hasn't got it. Allah Ta'ala has given it him. Sleeping, you know, <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, these, what these people doing? So this is the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And notice, this is really why Allah Ta'ala created us. He's created us knowing that we're going to fall short. But He's turned that falling short into His mercy. Because don't worry, that's what's going to make you great. The thing that's making you fall is going to make you great. Just take the step, you know, that leap of faith Allah Ta'ala will give. You'll never break His promise. But how many people actually listen to the shaitan? Imagine, there's been people, don't be amongst these people who've lived their lives, they're Muslims, they never did Tawbah. They did everything else. Imagine, Salat, Zakat, Hajj. Imagine on the Day of Judgment. Didn't you ever do Tawbah once? Never. You're going to be that fruitcake. Right? You're thinking, at least you must have done Tawbah for something. Nothing. So think about the sins. Easy ones, start with the easy ones. You know, don't start with the big ones. You know, don't be, you know, think, okay, what's easy? I'll stop swearing. Right? Ya Allah, I've done Tawbah. I've done absolute Tawbah. This is for your pleasure. There's an easy one. Now stop swearing. 
Allah Ta'ala is not going to give you something better. Imagine, what is it? God knows. I please my Lord too much. And that's, what, that's the biggest price. But this is bonus. All these bonuses. And guess what? Angels forgot you ever swore. <laughs> Imagine your karam and katibin. You know, you have a little chuckle in it. He doesn't even know I used to swear. <laughs> right? He's thinking this guy's all here. So not again, you know, subhanallah. These are the subjects we're supposed to be discussing. Mm. Getting to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But what do we discuss? Jummah after Jummah. Imagine it. You know, wasted Jummah. You know, people going to hell and people pushing him in. <laughs> yeah, you're going for the, you're going straight in. Stuff for Allah. So all I mentioned today was the very interesting report where the Prophet wasallam said, Destiny is a secret of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not disclose it. And I partially touched upon that. Because sins are part of the destiny. Allah Ta'ala will shaitan. I want to be disobeyed. And shaitan came into existence. Look how interesting he brought shaitan. thought he was very pious. There's also very dangerous as well. Why? Because a lot of people think they're very pious. Like shaitan thought. But he's shaitan. So they've got to also be very careful of your piety as well. Say, so, Ya Allah, if you've got pride in your piety, you're shaitan. Shaitan was proud of his piety. Nobody should be proud of their piety because you don't even know if anything's been accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And repentance. How great a deed it is to repent to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Are there any questions you like Subhanallah <laughs> bihamdi